Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platforms. What's good with y'all out there? This is The Gab. Episode, we like 48, 49. 48 or 49, it's one of them. I'm going to be right either way. It's, gonna be, it's either 48 or 49. I don't know. I'll come on. Like I said, this is The Gab. Hey, for my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. So look me up, Kamal Johnson ENT. But I ain't going to tell y'all what to do to get the channel booming or the video booming. Y'all know what to do. For my potters out there, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on SoundCloud, and I'm on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bow, and I'll pop right the fuck up. For my sponsors out there, first place losers, bit, 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 bit. Hold on, we getting motherfucking gunshots with that. Going to be in the link in the description below, first place losers. Bow, go copy your gear. Appreciate everybody that's been copying and supporting their boy. You feel me? Also, you listening and you watching, you know what I say? Give yourself a motherfucking hand clap. You feel me? Shit. I'm excited. I went grocery shopping today. I ain't been grocery shopping in over like a year and a half. So, drinking my juice. But I'm also fucking bummed out because let's give a moment of silence for Virgil Abloh. He passed away uh, Sunday morning. Um, he was a creator of Off-White and also the uh, art slash creative director of Louis Vuitton. Uh, one of the best to fucking do it. Fashion mogul. So let's give a 10 seconds of silence for Bird. Oh, man, these RPs, bro, they be fucking sucking, bro. You feel me? You gone, but you never gonna be forgotten, bro. Like, you was inspiration to a lot of motherfuckers, bro. Inspiration to me. And, damn, it would have been great to meet you. Especially since now I'm, like, getting into fashion and stuff like that. It would have been great to just meet you and pick your brain apart and see, you know, your mindset on things. Man, it sucks, man. We're losing a lot of people, bro. Losing a lot of people. R.I.P. to Virgil, bro. Virgil was big in our culture, big in the community, big in everything, bro. Just like, oh, man. Mm. Like I said, gone but not forgotten. All right. Let's hop right into it. Let's get into the topics. And, you know, today let's have a little fun with the topics, you feel me? There's other stuff out there that, like, I might touch on it in some weeks down the line. It's, it's another variant of the T-virus. Don't want to talk about that. There's other things going on. But we're going to have fun with the topic of the day. And I want to talk to y'all about, do y'all think YouTube and podcasting will have an award show down the line? What y'all think? Y'all let me know in the comments below. What do y'all think? You want to know why? Because what I think is, it's going to fucking happen. All oh, this industry, the are they one industry or two? Fuck it, we're going to say that one industry. This industry is booming when it comes to fucking tubers and podcasters. It is booming and it's entertainment 
And I know they give out awards to people that reach certain milestones, but having an award ceremony? Oh, that's coming down the line. I'm calling it right now, November 29th, 2021, that an award ceremony of YouTube and podcasting is coming in the near future. Within five years. I want y'all to timestamp this. So when the shit happens within five years, they're like, damn. This nigga got foresight like a motherfucker. This motherfucker's a visionary. I want y'all to be saying that shit. I've been hearing people telling me, like, we oh, were a visionary, but now I'm about to really hit y'all with the motherfucking fortune shit. I'm like Miss Cleo in this motherfucker. <laughs> Foresight like a mug. No, nah, I'm not Miss Cleo. She was lying. <laughs> she was lying, bro. She got caught scamming. Oh, my God. I talked about last week, y'all stopped scamming. Miss Cleo, she was scamming on the foresight. Good Lord. Mass scammer. But yeah, I do want to hear y'all thoughts about it. I think it's going to be one. It's too much money into uh, both YouTube and podcasting and people getting. And there's people like they want their accolades. They want it to be seen. You feel me? They want. It's always tight to have an award ceremony. And just think about it. I could be a part of that ceremony. Hey, y'all need me to host? I'll host it for y'all. But if y'all want to hit your boy off with some awards, because down the line, shit's going to be booming. The podcast and YouTube I'm doing is going to be booming. You're looking at one of the greatest YouTubers slash podcasters of all motherfucking time. Oh, and let me throw in fashion designer, too. I know I got a late start, but goddammit, I'm a late bloomer. And late bloomers always bloom the motherfucking best. And y'all know this. Yeah, but... I think an award ceremony is going to come soon. I think that'd be dope. It'd be tight to meet other YouTubers, other podcasters that's in the uh, same field as me, but talking about other things and stuff like that. I think it'd just be a dope experience. And I think they're going to do that. Like, they should do that. Within, within five years, it's going to pop up. This industry is growing massively for it not to happen. And people need to see accolades and see other people shining and shit. It's a beautiful thing to see other people shine. Well, where did I get my sources? My motherfucking brain. <laughs> my thoughts. My sources. My thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a damn. I'm a little silly today. I'm silly because I got groceries. I got cookies. I got bread. I got milk, cereal. Enough of that. Y'all need to know all that. Man. But in the comments below, y'all let me know what y'all think if YouTube podcast is going to have an award show, award ceremony down the line. That'd be fucking beautiful to, beautiful to have. And probably some of my favorite YouTubers and podcasts might be on there. That'd be tight. That'd be tight to see Taisha 6 or Dewan B or somebody like a Israel 85 or Puss in Boots win an award for best YouTuber out there. Best YouTuber, conscious YouTuber, or like best gaming YouTube out there. That'd be tight as hell. And then you have me hosting it, giving them the fucking award. What an incredible, you know what, any of y'all out there steal my idea, just just kick me some bucks, you know what I mean, 20%, I want 20% pronto in my motherfucking hando, <laughs> in my hando, <laughs> yeah, alright, now, you know a segment we about to get into. We about to get into the sass segment. Ooh, wait. And you know this movie right here. 
had to get into this movie right here. King Richard on HBO Max. Woo-wee! This movie was incredible. I thought it was incredible, you feel me? Storyline was dope and all that. But what I do disagree with is people out there saying this is Will Smith's best performance. This was a really good performance by Will Smith, but it wasn't his fucking best. Get the fuck out of here with that fucking bull malarkey. That's a bunch of bullshit, okay? But he did do really good on this shit, though. But his accent was terrible. <laughs> He's gonna be a southerner. Uh, that shit was not popping. Man. But King Richard. Woo! Let me give y'all the stats, because you know I'm a statistician. Is that a word? A statistician. I said a statistician. Oh, hell. Sound like a damn robot. I'm turning into an AI. And not Allen Iverson, who's a fucking goat. Feel me? But IMDb gave it 7.6, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90%, which means it was fresh. But you know what I gotta say about those critics? Fuck those critics. <laughs> Watch, I'm telling you, bro, down the line, people gonna be start commenting that shit. I ain't even gonna say nothing. Or when I do a live show or something like that, I'm going to just be like, you know what I say to the critics? And then the crowd going to say, fuck those critics. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. And I'm going to be like, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> this came out on the Young King's birthday, November 19th. Yeah. You feel me? They got it. You feel me? King Richard came out on a King's birthday. Wow. Breaking codes, baby. Breaking codes. <laughs> breaking fucking codes! Shit! Nah, but this came out November 19, 2021. This is based off the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Two goats in motherfucking tennis. Hey, real talk. These They the women reason why I watch tennis, though. I would never know about no motherfucking tennis. And I'm still not a fucking super fan like that. More like a casual fan, but they the reason why I watch the shit. You feel me? Feel me? Venus and Serena Williams. But yeah, this was directed by Renato Marcus Green. Shout out to you. Get fucking hand claps. And you know the star Will Smith. Shout out to bruh bruh. Give me hand claps. Kudos to y'all. Good shit. I fucks with it. You know what I mean? But like I said, this is the story of the legendary Richard King, the father of the two goats in tennis, Venus and Serena Williams. And basically, it was, like I just, it was about him and getting his his daughters having a drive to put them in tennis. You feel me? And I like the storyline because it actually focused a little more on uh, Venus Williams and how the start happened. As Serena Williams in there too, and she was like the little sister, two years younger. So she was like, you know, she had to see her sister. She was like in the shadows, but we all know Serena Williams the goat. God damn it! But you know, it, it showed her kind of in the shadows. Showed her like, and then her mom was more trained than her and was telling her like, "You gonna be the goat?" That no, Richard King was saying that shit. Hey, in this movie, it was a lot of foresight, and the shit was like, it was making my heart flutter, nigga. My heart was fluttering. I was getting all butterflies. I was like, what? I'm like, I, I was somewhere. I was like, is this bullshit? Is this bullshit? 
are they are these just movie lines that they're putting in there now because of foresight of what happened? Or did, did he really say this? If they were like, he really said this. He told Serena, you're going to be the greatest of all time. Just be patient, baby girl. You're going to be the greatest. And he told Venus, Venus Williams, you about to win so many damn awards. You're about to be the the out of this atmosphere when it comes to this shit. You're going to be winning Wimbledon like a motherfucker. And this actually happened. This was real. This was real. Fuck Miss Cleo. Call King Richard. <laughs> he had the foresight. He knew. He knew. Every time he called something, it was like, that was right. Oh, snap. That was right. Anyway, so basically it was, it started on Compton. This is the whole story. Serena and Venus William, two tennis players coming out to Compton. You know what I mean? It's, it's never, like, it's never heard of. Like, tennis, let's be real, tennis is a white sport. It's a white sport. And it was shown in here. How Richard, he had to, like, uh, go through, like, little subtle racism and all types of bullshit. They t telling him, have your girls tried basketball? How about baseball? Nope, not, not baseball. They didn't say baseball. That's white, that's white people's sport. You know what I mean? Even though it's more Cubans and Spanish people coming in. And black people in that shit, too. I'll see you, but y'all know, you know. Uh, hey, you got tried to get your girls into basketball? I heard, I heard your Negro can jump real high, and you have good dribbling skills. Good dribbling skills. <laughs> they didn't say that, but that's the intent. But he was trying to get a coach room, and he he got one coach room, and like you know, at time though, Richard, I was like, bro, let the nigga coach, let him coach. He kept trying to coach. You gotta open up the stance, hit it like this. He was like, no, you ain't supposed to do it like that. But he cut that coach off, and he got to another coach. And this coach, he was kind of, I ain't going to lie, bro. He was kind of bullshitting the coach. <laughs> hey, bro. Bro, hey, bro. Richard was out there lightweight bullshitting, stringing along shit, though. After a while, you like, bro. Bro gave y'all free. Housing, free room, food, all that shit for multiple years. He trying to cash in on his motherfucking uh, investment. He's stringing them along, which I appreciate it. Yeah, that's as a as a motherfucking daddy, especially a black daddy. I'm going to be one, one day down the line. But I'm going to be strong-willed like that. He, had, he really was trying to have the best interest for his daughter because he went through so much shit. And some of the things was wrong how he's going about it, but he had their best interests at heart. And then down the line, he did have to relinquish some of that shit. Because Venus went pro at like 14, and he didn't want that. He wanted to hold out a little bit more. But she was like, it's my decision. I want to do this. He relinqu relinquished some of that power. He was like, you know what? I'll let you do it. That's probably the best decision he did. Because like a year later after that, uh, that uh, was it was it pro? After one of them matches that she had, she lost to, like, the top fucking tennis player who won three Wimbledons or some other shit. I don't know the names of the fucking matches, but I know the girl that she that Venus lost to was, like, top dog. And she was whooping her ass, and she did some old bullshit. She iced her. She was like, time out, I gotta go to the bathroom. She was in the bathroom taking a shit for, like, 15 minutes. Look, man, she wasn't taking no damn shit, bruh. 
She was not taking the shit. But it seemed like it. God damn, bruh. Yeah, but she iced her. And then Venus in, ended up losing. But, but but basically, Nike was interested in her. And gave her like a, they gave a contract. Came there or whatever. And like, uh, the dude that been giving them free housing and fucking their coach and all that. He was like, take the money. It's two million. Take it, take it. And then King hey, Richard was like, what does my daughter want to do? And Venus was like, nope, I ain't taking that shit. Nope. I just want to play. Boom. Play. Start getting up in the ranks. And off that one, that, uh, what fucking, what the, uh, it wasn't Wimbledon. I can't think of the name of the, of the tournament she was playing in, but she started whooping ass in the tournament. And then Nike kept calling back, make it $4 million. All right, final offer, bruh. We'll give her $8 million. And then she ended up signing a Reebok deal for $12 million the next year. Boom, boom, boom. You believe in yourself? Put your money on yourself. Always bet on black. Think about it. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like, you know, that was good. I love the family element. You feel me? It wasn't, a, you know, little arguments here and there between him and the wife and stuff like that. But they fucking had conflict resolution. And it wasn't no motherfucking violence. You feel me? He was a little harsh sometimes. He would lead the daughters for bragging and shit, you know. But that's how black people is. Sometimes we brag. But it's a good thing he didn't install that in because, like, you're supposed to be humble about the shit. Brag, brag and secrecy. Brag and secrecy. That's a good line. Yeah. Brag and secrecy, you feel me? Public art, public and all that. Even in secrecy, you ain't supposed to really be bragging, but come on, we're human. It's funny. It's fun. You feel me? But he was trying to teach him a lesson. And a little harsh on the lesson to kind of was about to leave him. But the mom was like, I dare you leave my daughters. You better stay right the fuck here. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, shit. But like one, one powerful scene. I think this was the most, one of the most powerful scenes where Richard, it's this one dude, gangbanger ass nigga, right? And they go to these, this tennis court in the hood. And they fucking playing tennis. This one dude keep trying to get at his 16-year-old daughter. And it's like, bruh, nigga, you fucking 26, nigga. She's 16. Leave her the fuck alone. But he kept egging it on. And then, like, Richard was like, yo, can you stop, please? Like, we we discussed it. Gangbanger motherfucker, you know, gotta show out. What's up, homie? What you mean? Fuck that. I'll talk to her the fuck I want. Blah, blah, blah. And then... You know, he told his daughters to go to the car. And them niggas still talking shit. Couple of them is kind of kind of being like, bro, leave the old nigga alone. He trying to teach his daughter shit. But he, I guess he the head honcho, so he just talking shit. And, he, and then King Richard was like, yo, trying to ask you respectfully. Like, she's 16, bro. Like, come on, leave my daughter alone. Duh, duh, duh. You feel me? Think they listen? Hell no, they didn't fucking listen. Start whooping his ass. Bow, 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 bow. They had the witness seeing their daddy get they, his ass whooped. You feel me? Did that shit. But then, like, it was, uh, like, the, uh, a couple weeks later, whatever. He he was frustrated. You know, when men get frustrated, we go out and usually play the, either the favorite sport that we love to play or we do a hobby that we love doing to calm us down. So, he loved tennis. Went back to the tennis fucking courts. Gangbangers was out there. Dude was out there talking shit. You know what I mean? They whooped his ass again. I'll tell you one thing about King Richard. Motherfucker could take an ass whooping. 
Whoa, Nelly. God damn, he was taking ass whooping after ass whooping. But he did that shit, took it to the inner chin. Think, 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 think. But then, this was when the powerful scene that I, when it conspired. Basically, he went back, went to go get his gun, because he, he was being security. He was doing a security job, too, being a security guard. Went back, got his gun, was going to go pop, bruh. Literally, was about to go across the street. Boom. They were coming out the store. Car drove by. Cap, bruh. Cap the gangbanger. Killed him. He went right across the street, saw it happen, walked back out. Just think if that shit didn't conspire. There'd probably be no Venus and Serena Williams. It'd be a whole type of bunch of bullshit. You feel me? And it's just like kind of the whole karma thing. Like this nigga was being a dick and he was being an asshole and all this fucking bullshit and he ended up getting capped. It's like crazy, bruh. That was fucking powerful. You know, R. Peter, bruh. We don't want our black brothers getting killed, but it just shows like the karma aspect and how things could have changed for the worst if that drive-by didn't happen. Then after that, everything was good. They got protected from the city and all that shit. I think word got around like, yo, bro, this nigga being a dick. Like, he got capped for being a dick. And then, yeah, bro. But that was just one scene that kind of was like, oh, shit, that's wild. That's wild. But in a nutshell, that that's basically the movie. Uh, King Richard, bro, like, the story of Venus and Serena Williams' dad. It was like a tribute to him. Thank you. Thank you for being an outstanding motherfucking dad. You know, even if some people don't get your ways on how you teach them. But, hey, man, you did your motherfucking thing. Hand class for King Richard on HBO Max. We're going to give you the motherfucking air horn. <laughs> King Richard, HBO Max. Y'all go watch it. All right, y'all know what time it is. Do y'all know what time it is? What time is it? It's meantime. What time is it? It's meantime. What time is it? It's meantime. It's meantime. It's meantime. Yeah! Motherfucker. Stop! Let's get right into it. First meme. These are for... It's really from the the little white girls I see out here and shit. The little college white girls, bro, they stay with the Dirty Air Forces. I don't know why, bruh. Every time I see Dirty Air Forces, they in the feet of little college white girls. I think they think this is like artsy or stylistic or something. And it's like, no. And for my potters out there, it has a Dirty Air Force. And it reads, nothing cute about a Dirty Air Force One. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't nothing cute about that. It just make me think you just rolling mud all day like a pig. <laughs> Are you a pig? Oh my God. Jeez Louise. What the hell? Where's my sound? <laughs> Why? Get rid of them. You don't need them. They clearly don't need you. Dirty ass Air Force One. <laughs> Jeez. Please. Anybody wearing a dirty Air Force One? Your feet deserve better. Your feet are crying out. Get me out this dirty ass shoe. This is not artsy or hipsterish. It's homelessness. 
<laughs> oh, shit. Nah, but for real, man, get out them dirty ass Air Force. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this next meme. Man, y'all, hey, y'all creative with the memes, bro. Kind of dark, dark comedy right here, but hey, man. So you got the, you know, the little black boy that get a look all the time? Just my potters out there. You get a look like, what the fuck am I looking at? Question. And it reads, when you're riding with your dad and you see your name pop up on Amber Alert. Amber Alert? That's my name. Daddy, why my name up on here? They say I'm Amber. <laughs> they say I'm Amber. Oh my god, bro. What am I talking about? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just I'm just stupid. <laughs> look at me. Look at I'm dumb at times. I'm stupid at times. And at times, I feel like a genius. Hey. That's how it be. But yeah, bro. Is he looking like, why the hell is Amber Alert? Daddy, you better do explaining. You got some explaining to do. Shit. We went from a great daddy like King Richard to a daddy like this. What the fuck? I guess you call that balance. <laughs> oh, shit. From our potters, we got SpongeBob. And it reads, ooh, this is a dirty meme, y'all. Dirty meme, dirty meme. And it reads, her, you want to go upstairs? Me, sure. The ellipsis usually means there's more to say afterwards, but it, nothing. That's us, guys. Uh, her. You got protection? Me. Well, why? What's up there? <laughs> What's up there? Is it a robber? Is there a monster? Is it a ghoul or a goblin? No, motherfucker. She mean, do you have... Condoms. Do you have the semen catcher? <laughs> the semen catcher. <laughs> go, go, go. Bro, why does semen catcher sound like a ill porn name for a chick? <laughs> Mic drop on you motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, and Spongebob. Bro, we gotta add a little Spongebob laugh, man. The semen catcher. Oh, my God. On that note, give yourself a hand if y'all watching, if y'all listening. I appreciate y'all. Motherfucker, thank you. Thank yourself for treating yourself to watching this. You feel me? Hey, this is the gab. Episode 48 or 49. One of the two. Mm. I'm Kamal. Hey, I like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the fucking shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check it out. And I appreciate for the people that's buying and copping it and rocking it. Appreciate y'all. Excuse me. For my tubers out there. YouTube been around since 2005. February 14th to be exact. Y'all know what to do. If you want to find me, Kamal Johnson ENT, bow, pop right up. But 
I ain't gonna tell y'all what to do. Y'all know what to do to get the channel and the video booming. For my potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. All you gotta do is type in Kamal Johnson ENT or the Gav, and I'll pop right the fuck up. Hey! <laughs> on that note, I'm out of here. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna try to convince one of these porn stars to change their name to the semen catcher, cuz. That's ill, right? <laughs> this was a game. This was a game.